0: The following is a Hoop Ball presentation.
1: Hello. Good morning and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS today podcast. I am your host Mike Potcha, joined by my good buddy Brett Eckersley. We're here to break down this wonderful march 22nd it's a monday we got eight games on the card it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting one as we uh, as we record this the night before recording it right around uh, 10 p.m and you get the news that rolls right in so before we get into this wonderful i i mean i'm not gonna say wonderful it's actually dreadful news if you're an nba fan uh, nothing nobody wants to hear uh, you know before we get to the bad stuff Bretton, how are we doing over there brother hope you're having a good weekend
0: I had an awesome weekend here, Mike. How are you?
1: It, I'm doing great, man. I had a great weekend, too. And then we get some just some like terrible news. I feel like, you know, I, I went to the I went to the casino um, and that was fun. I haven't been there in a while. And yeah, I had a great time. Got dinner with the girlfriend, got to do a little bit of play, some shopping, all that good stuff. But like when I was, you know, out in that town, uh, literally people are just falling off. You know, LeBron got hurt. LaMelo. Uh, we're looking at this now. So Uh, could have been better it's it's not it's ending on a sour note right now man i wish it was better
0: oh that's a bad end to a good weekend man uh yeah my my weekend was uh was good i had the little guy here for the weekend and uh yeah afl fantasy started over here in australia this weekend as well so uh my fantasy plate is brimming it's falling off the sides uh I am under the pump with Fantasy, but still tuned in here to break down this card with you. Uh, and uh, just just on a on a little side note, a little personal note, for anyone out there doing EPL Fantasy, or FPL as it's known, I'm currently ranked at 26,000, and anyone who knows FPL, 8 million players. So uh, I am way up there and steaming home, so we'll see what happens there. As I said, my Fantasy plate is, my brain is exploding, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll still be able to break this down though, Mike
1: exploding in a good way that's what it is exploding just in just a bursting. good bursting bursting with knowledge is what it is and you're just a multifaceted, <laughs> uh multi-sport you're you're what we would call over here in the states just a modern day bo jackson uh just handling
0: multi-sports like that so
1: uh, uh sometimes
0: I'm, i wish i wasn't i swear but uh yeah when when good things are happening like that fpl ranking man i will take it and keep steaming forwards <laughs> <laughs> awesome well
1: I'm excited to have you on this show, man. I love doing our shows together. It's only once a week. really look forward to it. But before we jump into it, before we start breaking down this eight-game card, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor. So I just mentioned I was at the casino. Uh, but truth of the matter, I didn't even need to leave my home to go if I didn't want to. I, I mean, I went for the dinner. Uh, but you can play any casino game, fully-fledged table games, slots, you name it, right on my bookie. So head over to MyBookie.ag, guys. Fully fledged casino platform for you to play at. Also, the only and number one sportsbook I trust. I give them, the, I give them my stamp of approval. Uh, listen, guys, if you head over to my bookie, sign up on that initial deposit. Use that promo code Hoop Ball. H O O P B A L L. They will give you a fifty percent deposit match on up to one thousand dollars. So you put in hundred dollars, they'll give you fifty free. Put in a thousand, they'll give you five hundred for free. It's free money to play with on your initial initial deposit, guys. Sign up, use that promo code hoopball. So we're going jump right into this, man. We got a we got a nice little tasty slate on our hands. A couple games that are a little bit more enticing. We do not have all the lines out here, so uh, bear with us. We'll go with what we do have to start. First game on the night, 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. Game we have the Sacramento Kings traveling to Cleveland, take on the Cavs here. 225 and a half game total. Sacramento is favored by four coming into this one. For Cleveland, no injury report. They're on the, uh, I believe they're on the second half of a back to back. And for the Kings, Marvin Bagley has been ruled out. Obviously, dealing with a hand fracture. Probably won't see him for the better half of a month. So, Brad, I'll pass it over to you. Let's talk about this Kings
0: team. Yeah, for sure. And and it's interesting to note, this is a fairly different kind of card that we have in front of us tonight. We are usually blessed with a massive amount of um, studs, you know, guys above 10K and, and around that 11K price. Yeah, maybe blessed is the wrong the wrong term. It can be quite difficult when there's all those guys in there you get eight or nine to choose from. Tonight we have one player above 10K, which is a really interesting way to attack a slate. And that just brings me straight into... De'Aaron fox so De'Aaron fox is one of these next tier guys if you want to look at it in that expensive tier at 9100 as we go through this card you'll hear from both mike and i there's a stack of these guys around this pricing and uh it means that we have to make decisions at a bit of a lower price bracket um D'Aaron fox versus the cleveland Cavs. you know not really scared of the Cavs backcourt defense uh it, it's not going to be the the greatest game total for the Kings though the Cavs do play a a fairly slow kind of game and uh yeah 9100 it's just one of those prices here where we may get to better value further on so I may just leave the Aaron Fox out um, uh, But the other guy who's been on fire lately is Buddy Heald. But I just – look, I still – I just, just can't play this guy even at 6,600. I'll just leave him to other people. He still does have those down games every now and then. Uh, I, I will be looking at a little bit of Rashawn Holmes here at 7,200. We know that Marvin Bagley's out. Uh, we know that uh, Harrison Barnes has kind of slid to the fore. You know, we, m- maybe some people expected Nemanja Belich to kind of pick up the slack there and play some four minutes, but it's really just been um, Holmes getting more Production and, and um, more usage at uh, 7,200. I think he's a pretty good price tag uh, against a Cavs back uh, front court, sorry, who are still giving up a stack of fantasy points. And uh, Holmes' last few outings, he's had some 50 point fantasy returns in there. Uh, so I don't mind having a uh, look at Holmes. Honestly, Halliburton, 5,500, that's a nice price tag for a starting guard, but he's just been fairly underwhelming. He's maybe a GPP guy. And honestly, man, outside of Sean Holmes, so, oh, it's kind of stabs at Halliburton and maybe some, you know, long throw darts at Hassan Whiteside, who's now playing minutes again. But it's really just for Sean Holmes for me.
1: I, I don't have a lot of interest in the Kings whatsoever. I think Halliburton is the one guy that I do have interest in. I know you said he's been slightly underwhelming, but uh, he also has been on a minutes restriction, which is I think it's about due to be lifted. They said about two more games, two games ago. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on the news in that, in that one. You know, we're talking like the last game, only played 27 minutes. It was a blowout. It was also a back-to-back, and he played both ends of the back-to-back. The front half, he played 34. Uh, so if you're telling me I'm getting, you know, anywhere 34-plus minutes on Halliburton at 5,500, regardless of the matchup, I love that. And you you mentioned it. You're not too scared off of this Cleveland backcourt yourself either. So uh, Halliburton is the one guy that I have some interest in. I wouldn't blame you for playing Holmes. The guy's just been on an absolute tear uh, and, and just literally make it a case for why he thinks he is one of the best two-way centers in the league. Uh, so don't fault you there. Just uh, a couple other options I think I'm going to go to. Uh, same thing with Fox. 9100 is expensive for me, but wouldn't fault you. <clears throat> on the other side of the ball, excuse me, looking on this Cleveland. Uh, looking at this Cleveland team, you know, Larry Dance Jr., uh, starting to get up there in price. He's been a guy that i just been kind of slotting in there, cash, GPPs. He's a little bit comfortable for both. You can still play him in GPPs. He has that upside baked in there. It's a pretty fair matchup. Uh, but at 6,100, he's starting to, you know, kind of drift out of that cash territory where we can just say, uh, you know, lock him in. And uh, honestly, I'm probably not going to too many guys over here on the Cavs, which is a little underwhelming for me, knowing that Sacramento plays little to no defense whatsoever. So, I want to have a more interest, but with this slate, we have available eight games. I just don't see myself realistically going to too much, uh, too many options here. I think Colin Sexton's at a fair price. He's probably the the premium option uh, if you wanted to play one of these guys.
0: Not even a shooting guard versus the Kings, Mike. What is happening? No,
1: I, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's with these de facto uh, backcourt, they're both kind of tweeters, Garland, Sexton. Neither one of them is really a point guard. <laughs> Neither one of them is really a shooting guard. Uh, so it's kind of tough. If you want to go there and then you're praying that premium for Garland. So 6,600 for Darius Garland's a little bit, uh, a little bit too rich for my blood. I know back to back 40 point games, but I almost feel like we're chasing that. I would prefer to go at Sexton. Where we generally know that the, the volume is going to be there. Uh, 18 to 20 plus shot attempts on, on almost a nightly basis.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's it's tough to play either of those guys. I mean, Sexton was the clear cut choice between the two guards for most of the season, but it's that double forty point uh, return that Garland's given us now. It's interesting, sixty six hundred. As you said, we got eight games. We do have uh, a lot of guys to look at. Uh, he might be just the better play out of those two, and that's about it at the salary saving. Like, I'm not sure I'm playing either of them. Um, La- Larry Nance, you know, Kevin Love is out, sixty one hundred. Kings defense, its all of this is just based on Kings defense. I mean, none of it is really exciting. And the same can be said about Jarrett Allen at 7,600. That seems too high for him at the moment, but Kings defense. I mean, Rashawn Holmes is no slouch, but Jarrett Allen has finally given us a decent return in the last one versus the Spurs um and the Spurs are kind of playing that similar smallish lineup around Pirtle where um the Kings are kind of playing that smallish lineup around Holmes so it's an interesting one none of them are jumping off the page at me though I will probably just do the same as you and move past this game for the most part boom
1: we'll continue next game 8 p.m eastern standard time game Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Minnesota take on the Timberwolves. OKC is on the second half of a back-to-back. We know that they had a few guys resting in the front half. Al Horford uh, sat out. Uh, I believe Shea Gilders Alexander sat out as well. I believe he was dealing with right shoulder soreness, so it wasn't the same thing as rest. Baisley has been out for quite some time. Uh, We do not have an injury report because it is the second half of a back-to-back. We'll have to wait on that, but I am going to assume that Baisley remains out Horford is playing and we'll have to monitor Shea. That's the that's the key news that we're really waiting to waiting to see on for the Timberwolves. Malik Beasley, Jordan McLaughlin, D'Angelo Russell all ruled out. Jarrett Culver is questionable. There is no game total, but we do have a line, which is I always find it funny when they do this. Uh, Minnesota being favored by two points in this one. As of right now, we'll start the Thunder team. Uh, Brandon, I'll jump into it right off the rip. With some of these guys coming back, you know, it always gets jumbled up. You know, Horford coming back, pushes Moses Brown back to the bench, kind of takes him out of play at 5,100. Uh, we have to see what they do with this wing rotation. If if Shea plays for me at 8,300, I'm locking that in. Uh, absolute fantastic matchup, high-paced game, little or no defense. Uh, the price tag starting to drift down to where I like to see right, right around that AK mark. You know, he's one of the reasons why I wouldn't be able to play guys like Fox and some of these other, uh, I think, we'll, you know, we'll get to uh, we'll get to some of these other guys, I believe, you know. 8,600 range, Zach Levine's, those types of guys. Uh, I just prefer Shea over him in this matchup. So he's going to be my top option on this one. You know, trusting Al Horford when he is playing in these, it's tough. They're really limiting his minutes. And frankly, you can't blame him. There's really no incentive for Al Horford to play hard or for them to play him. Uh, They're going to play him a little bit, but, you know, whether he gets traded this year in the off season, whatever it may be, uh, he's a placeholder. He knows that Uh, his job is just to kind of, uh, you know, motivate and teach these young guys in practice. But, that's going to be my main option. I'm really going to be looking to spend up on Shea. Uh, without any of this other news and whether or not Shea plays, it's it's kind of tough to know. If he sits, we could probably expect Maladon to draw the start again, at which at 5K I'd have some interest in him. And then Dort would just see a ton of usage like we saw today. Uh, had 20-plus shot attempts. I believe he shot over 50% from before. Uh, so 5,200 would put Dort in play if Shea is out.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot going on with the Thunder team. And without an injury report, it certainly makes it pretty tough, man. Um, I am worried about Horford. I, yeah, I mean, do they play him at all here? It's, he should come back and play. But uh, it's really based on the news on SGA and Al Horford and what we do with this team. Uh as you said, sg eight eighty three hundred 8,300 versus the Timberwolves, that's a great price, and you can play him all day if he's in. Uh, and then the, the other bit pieces for the Thunder, it, it really all comes down to whether Horford plays or not. I mean, if Horford is out, we know that we can play Moses Brown at 5,100. Isaiah Robey would be maybe a little less enticing at fifty 5600 um, and then if sga is out we well, you know have a look at some usage going to alexey Pos- Pokuchevsky. that's the first time I've attempted that one <laughs> got there in the end Alexei Pokuchevsky, uh pokemon 4900 that that play is also just a bit of a potential gpp up, upside play but only if sga sits it's it's a tough one until we get more news so keep an eye on that
1: yeah, once SGA uh, news comes out, I mean that's just going to dictate what we're doing with this team, just because of that trickle down effect with his uh, his usage more so than the minutes. We kind of know where the minutes would go, uh, but that usage we're we're a little bit more enticed with. Uh, sliding over to the Minnesota side of things, obviously this is going to be one of the premier matchups. I think one of the highly uh, targeted games on the night. You know, no no Malik be- uh, no Malik Beasley, no D'Angelo Russell. I think you could just continue pounding the pavement on guys like Cat and Anthony Edwards. The usage that these two guys are having, Anthony Edwards now knowing that he's got a decent shot at getting this rookie of the year. Him and Halliburton can pretty much be going head to head now that LaMelo's hurt. And, you know, even though LaMelo is going to miss half the season, still has a very good chance to win it himself uh, with how well he played. He really separated himself from the pack, but. I have interest in both these guys. I'm If I'm playing Shea, I'm going to try to run it back with one of these guys. We have a ton of value that we will get to later, so I don't try to sound like I'm just you know naming the most expensive guys where we go team by team, uh, but that's what I'm playing right here. It's going to be Cat. It's going to be Edwards. I'll probably draw the line just because that's where the usage is, and that's what I want.
0: Perfect, man. I think we can move on. I'm in total agreement with both those guys and not a lot else. Boom.
1: Next game, and one of the games that we'll have some of that value in. 830. Eastern Standard Time game. Charlotte Hornets travel to San Antonio. They're taking on the Spurs in this one for the Hornets. Uh, injury report wouldn't do any justice because it has lamella ball listed as probable. But just about an hour before we uh, we started this show. Ah, uh, we got the news that Lamelo is likely going to miss the remainder of the season with a fractured wrist. He's getting a second opinion; uh, most likely will need surgery. So, uh, that is part of the bad news. We we touched on it early on, and you know the uh, the pee and the cereal at the end of a, a nice weekend. You know we see LeBron get hurt. Now we uh, unfortunately Lamelo's down too. Two of the more exciting players to watch this season. So no Lamelo ball. Uh, Terry Rozier is probable. Cody Zeller has been ruled out for the Spurs. LaMarcus Aldridge. And Keita Bates-Diop are ruled out. There is no game total. Spurs are being favored by four points at the moment. So I'll start off here, Brenton. We'll we'll talk about this Hornets team. Uh, You know, no LaMelo ball, obviously. We got to expect a big usage bump, a big minutes bump for a few of these guys in the backcourt. Obviously, Terry Rozier at 6,600, the more expensive guard. He's already kind of being a little bit, you know, priced up. But this is underpriced for when LaMelo's off the floor. I'll definitely have some interest in Rosier. He's probable for this one. He's going to be playing more of the two now that Devonte Graham will likely shift back to the starting good job at point guard. Uh, but both these guys are definitely getting a plus boost in this one. 4800 for Graham puts him in as one of my favorite value plays on the slate. He feels like one of those almost can't miss. He's probably going to be back to his 15, 16 shot attempt self. Uh, decent usage. Probably going to be touching on borderline double-digit assists once again. Uh, it's going to be a completely different, you know, team. Almost like how we were seeing it really early on in the season So sign me up for both of these guys. And I wouldn't even mind having a few pivot shares in tournaments on Malik Monk at 4K. Uh, He's going to be leading that second unit now uh, as the pretty much premier ball handler in the second unit as well. High shot attempts. I'd expect him to slide in there, you know, between 10 and 12 shot attempts coming off the bench. So those three
0: guys are piquing my interest the most. I don't have anything else to add there either. Um, yeah, it's, you know, obviously with the Lamelo ball news, it's very disappointing for uh, him and the Hornets and us as NBA fans. You know, I love watching this kid play, maybe when he's not playing against my team. But, uh, you know, you have to admire the skill and the... the uh, aggressiveness that balls given us and it's just a shame that he's gone now. So, uh yeah, Terry Rose year 6600. I would probably have a look at that, but I'm probably much more interested in Devonte Graham at a much cheaper salary. If I was looking for someone out of this Hornets um backcourt at 4800, I just think as you said he comes in and gets a huge elevation in uh assists and uh shot attempts and as you touched on that the other nice basement price play that we now have to look at again is Malik Monk at 4k um Haywood no Washington not really I'm good with that uh I think we can move on to the Spurs mate
1: absolutely we'll slide it over to the Spurs side of the ball which we should be pretty comfortable with uh outside of the fact that Kendall Johnson just out there just setting records the other night uh you know against Cleveland that 20 rebound game was just bonkers uh but let's talk about that DeMar DeRozan coming in at the top 8,500 just a little too priced up for me uh you know there's there's everything great that he's been doing all season. I'm not going to take that away. He's going to have high usage. He's going to be facilitating high double-digit assist games in two out of the last four games. 8500 it's it just falls into that range where I talked about if Shea's available, I prefer Shea. And even if Shea's not available, uh, there's still a few more guys near that price tag. You know, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, I prefer both of them, uh, over DeMar DeRozan at a close salary. If I'm looking anywhere on this team, it's going to be at Jakob We've just seen time and time again centers come into here and just pretty much have their way. 6100 a nice fair cash price. Had a down rebound game in the last one, but before that, double-digit rebounds in the previous three games, touching on the 12-16. So I don't mind some Jakob uh, some Purtle, but that's probably it for me. I'm not going to you know, go too, too crazy over here. Derek White has pretty much been a little bit underwhelming since his return. I'm expecting a big game to happen sooner rather than later. I just don't want to keep throwing money into the well, waiting for it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll probably miss the boat on it and just have to take it off the chin.
0: Yeah, especially with DeRozan back from those um, personal reasons, uh, it's taken all the shine off of uh, Derek White, and you know he wasn't performing that that great anyway. I think he had one big game in there that we could have taken advantage of but uh Derek White, Dejounte Murray you know they seem just priced appropriate, appropriately now that Damar is back so I won't be touching either of those guys uh yeah as you said DeRozan 8500 that's starting to get a little high and as you also said we've got a, a ton of these guys and these in this kind of bracket in better places um uh I I, I probably won't be playing much on the Spurs uh, except for Jakob Pertle, as you said you know Um, Charlotte front court, there is not much defense going on at at that end of the court. And uh, at 6,100, I think he can smash that salary uh, here. Keldon Johnson, yeah, I mean, had that, you know, he's the nice little fantasy darling for a couple of games with that monster outbreak game. But uh, I would just rather play Yaka Pirtle as a safe play. Potentially, you could look at Johnson as some GPP pivots, but eh, it's kind of meh, and I will just stick with Pirtle for the Spurs. All
1: righty. We will keep moving. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Toronto Raptors traveling to Houston, trying to make it 21 in a row for the Rockets. Poor, poor Steven Silas, man. Uh, seeing that press conference was uh, just deflating. Uh, needless to say, you know, this guy, first head coaching job and just couldn't, can't catch a break. <laughs> just can't catch a break and there's no other way to say it. Uh, Houston on the second half of a back-to-back in this one. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Raptors are as well. So no inter-report for either team. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but the Raptors pretty much getting back to full health now. Uh, yep, that's right. They played Cleveland. Duh. So, yeah, Raptors pretty much back up to full health. Wouldn't expect this back-to-back to, you know, impact anything. Kyle Lowry, trade deadline approaching. is a guy that we have to keep our eye on. Uh, you know, monitor up to news. I personally think he very well could be on the move. My best guess would be Philadelphia. We'll go back to his own hometown, but uh, Villanova's product over there. So I, uh, I got some interest in here, man. We have to. Uh, Houston, we know, has just been a you know, bleeding sore at this point for teams and to walk in there. It's just, are they going to be able to hang in the game long enough? So uh, Pascal Siakam at 7,500, you know, no more P.J. Tucker. So I do have some interest in attacking power forwards going into Houston at 7,500. He was a guy that I actually had tonight uh, going uh, against Cleveland. I believe he was 72 or 7,300 which just feels you know like a fair price tag for him. Slightly under, uh, but I'm still comfortable with paying it. We're going to have to see what's going on with the Houston backcourt before I can you know make a complete determination on Lowry and Van Vliet. If I had to pick one of them, I'd probably pick the Lowry at the $500 salary more, $8,100. But uh, I want to see what's going on with John Wall and Victor Oladipo. Both these guys played tonight, and it is the second half of a back-to-back. So we're going to have to wait and see whether or not one or uh, both suit up. And if they do, they might be restricted as it is. Oladipo, another guy. Pretty much uh, writing's on the wall here. He already said he's not going to reside. He's on his way out. Uh, If you're playing in any weekly fantasy leagues, he's a tough guy to deal with this week, knowing that there's a decent chance you could sit in this one and that he may get traded in the middle of the week. But that's it for me. I'm going to be looking at Kyle Lowry to spend up on. I wouldn't mind going to Boucher at 6,100, but we already talked about some other guys. You know, I, I prefer Pernal over him, and I really can only trust Boucher if we're talking, you know, GPPs at this point.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's it's all over the place for Boucher. It's 50 and then it's 25. So he's that pure GPP dart throw, um, uh, hoping that he just has that upside game, um, you know, He's probably playing the one position that we don't really want to target the Rockets with Christian Wood back in the side. So uh, I'd, I will probably just pass there. Uh, Pascal, Siakam, that looks pretty underpriced. I mean, around around value, but uh, we can target the Rockets for guys to have upside games for sure. And I don't mind paying 7500 for Siakam Um. His price got as high as 8,200, and that wasn't that long ago. So, 7,500, 7,300, that's more around the, the price tag I can play Pascal. Uh, yeah, the the front court, I'll swing the other way, man. I'll, I'll just go with Freddie at 7,600. That looks like a steal to me uh, versus this Rockets front court. Uh, a little bit of that may depend on whether John Wall plays. Um, fairly solid de- uh, defender. Actually, he'll be taking Lowry, so I'll take that back. It'll be whether Oladipo plays or not. Um, but, you know, uh, 7600 i just like it anytime van vliet is under 8k i will have a look at him uh, maybe it stays close if those two guys for the rockets come in maybe we get the value back for siakam and freddie
1: all we'll slide over to the other side of the ball which again we have no idea what's going to happen we got to know what's going on with john wall old the depot obviously if one or both these guys sits that changes things drastically uh, if for Kevin Porter uh, Jr., we really want John Wall to be sitting. We want him to handle that point guard role. That is his best position. Uh, $6,500, you are paying a premium for him, and that's kind of the circumstance where I would pay that. Is If John Wall's out, then I don't mind paying 6500 If it's Oladipo out, John Wall plays, I'll probably leave uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, for somebody else to pay. Christian Wood at 8 I believe he's kind of in that same boat uh, with somebody who's with Halliburton. That minutes restrictions getting close to being lifted. Played 36 in the last one, so it feels like it's good to go. And if he's going to be playing 36-plus minutes at that price tag, I have a ton of interest in him. So uh, definitely a guy that we could run back if you wanted to spend up and attack this game, Christian Wood. You could run it back with one of those two backcourt guards that we talked about in Lowry or Van Vliet. Uh, but I'm probably going to spread the love out, but I definitely see myself having some shares of Mr. Christian Wood. And we'll have to keep an eye on exactly you know what's going on with DJ Augustine as well. I believe he missed Sunday's game due to an illness. And if once we hear that, you know, Oladipo or Walls rolled out and, you know, if Augustine plays, he's a sneaky guy that could creep in and play 25 minutes uh, and really present some decent value at 3,900. A lot of people are used to us just, you know, immediately going to that. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. or even Sterling Brown would get a lot of the handling responsibilities before uh, Kevin Porter Jr. got into town. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Augustine is a guy that right when they pretty much brought him into town, Thrusted him right into like a twenty, a fifteen to twenty-minute roll. One or two of those guys sits. He's probably creeping up to twenty-five. So that's pretty much what I'm looking at. And again, just really, really keep a close eye on the news. Hopefully, we get it before lineup slack.
0: Man, not not too much to add there, to be honest. But yeah, I love that DJ Augustin call. Um, yes, if we have uh, either of the starting backcourt guys out then someone's got to creep into more minutes uh, as, as part of the secondary unit and 3900 for Augustin yeah. it's not a sexiest play in the world but he could easily beat that value if he gets 20 to 25 so nice call there Mr Apotria. Uh I will just wait for the news on the backcourt it's too hard to work out what we want to do with Depot Wall or Porter Jr until we know what is happening uh, and then it's Christian Wood like the minutes limit seems to it be Uh, lifted um in the game where he played 36 minutes he put up 46.5 dk points we all know what a point per monster beast he is uh if we can keep this close uh which is debatable um 8100 for christian wood that's a which one is it 8100 it's 8k sorry 8k for christian wood uh is a fair price tag he can beat that anytime he's on the court all right
1: we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving we actually we got we got Four games left, so we're just about halfway through right now. So good time to take a quick little breather, quick little pause. I'll let, uh, let Bretton grab a, grab a sip of that water over there uh, or coffee. It might be, might be the morning for you. I think it's morning over where you are, right, Bretton? It's about 9.30, 10 o'clock where you are,
0: something like that, no, 11.30? A uh, bit later than that. It's just gone 12.30 in the afternoon here. Okay, so that's no coffee time where I am. So. Absolutely.
1: Oh, no, no worries. Uh, but, guys, stop what you're doing. Uh, go check out Manscaped if you haven't already. Check them out, get some swag, get some goodies, everything you need for your personal male hygiene and grooming. They have everything from the lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, quick charging trimmer, and guess what? No nicks, no cuts. The most important thing when you're grooming your male needs. So check them out, guys. They have more than that. They have the perfect package 3.0 kit. And let me just tell you all about that. It has everything, like I just mentioned, that lawnmower 3.0, that fantastic. That's the big kit in Caboodle. That is worth it itself. But they also throw in some swag with the T-shirt, the travel kit, the boxers. You get the toner, the aftershave, the body wash, just a little bit of everything. Uh, I just mentioned I traveled. I went, stayed over at a hotel, at a casino. um, And let me just shout out to that hotel. Absolute fantastic treatment there i uh, never seen a cleaner hotel, especially during these times. Um, I, I felt like every other hour there was someone walking around through the hallways. You could hear it sanitizing, doorknobs, you name it. Uh, absolutely fantastic service. But I brought my I brought my kit, and I, I couldn't be more happy because no one ever loves those hotel shampoos. Uh, they're the last things you ever want to use. They're the last things that I ever want to use. So I had everything I needed in my perfect package kit. And let me just tell you, I used that promo code HoopBall20. And I got it for 20% off plus free shipping. You could too. Head over to Manscaped, guys. Use that promo code, HoopBall20. So, we'll keep it moving. About halfway through, Indiana Pacers traveling to Milwaukee. They're taking on the Bucks at this one. We uh, don't have an injury report for the Pacers, second half of the back-to-back. But for the Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo dealing with the wrist. Um, actually, I'm sorry, left knee sprain. I thought it was his wrist, but left knee sprain. He is doubtful as well as Brodeon Curek's health and safety protocols for him. Uh, there is a 231 and a half game total. Milwaukee's being favored by 10 points right now, despite Giannis being doubtful in this one. We'll start off with the Pacers here, Brett, and I'll pass it over to you.
0: Yeah, I think my interest with the Pacers versus the stifling Bucks defense, uh, yeah, I think it probably just starts and stops with the monosabonis, And I'm not overly interested in him when I can look at um Carl Anthony Towns at five hundred dollars more. So I mean Sabonis has been a monster all year. I just worry about this matchup. If this may come down to the Giannis news. If Giannis can't go then I don't know where the rim protection is for um the bucks, so I may look at Sabonis in case of that that news coming through. Um, he can he can easily clear 55 DK points any given night. It's just also also we have the bonus of the uh, dual eligibility in in power forward and center. So, look, I, that may just swing back and forth depending whether um Giannis plays. Outside of that, man, I didn't have a lot of interest in this Pacers team, and I was struggling to find anything on the buck side of the ball. What about you for the Pacers though?
1: On the basis, I'm right there with you. I think Damanis Sabonis is top-tier option, 9K. You touched on it, no rim protection. Uh, this is a fantastic matchup for him. So a little underpriced, too. And I think it's just based upon the matchup and what he was in, in there anticipating him going up against, which was Giannis. So definitely a guy that we, looked at, uh, we could look at. We talked about some high-priced guys already. Where does he kind of fall in that 9K range? Uh definitely prefer him over Fox. Uh, when it comes to Cat, it gets a little bit closer. Cat being $500 more, that gets a little dicey. I really do like both those guys. Uh, but I definitely have him over, you know, DeMar DeRozan, over Levine, who we'll get to over some of these other high-priced guys that in the next game as well. He is one of my top-tier high-priced forwards to look at. Outside of him, though, you're right, not a lot of options. We talk about it all the time. The way to beat the Bucks is from behind the three-point line. So if you want to take some stags, uh, uh, Dougie Buckets, $4,500, would not fault you there. Uh, but it's pretty much just a GPP dart throw on the buck side of the ball. I definitely have some interest if Giannis is going to be doubtful. Uh, Chris Middleton, 7,600. Sure. Why not? Um, uh, anytime we know that Giannis is out, his usage pretty much skyrockets. He takes on a lot more of a facilitation role. Uh, the assists have been down over the past three games. He only has a total of eight assists over the past three games. I would anticipate he's probably closer to eight assists in this one game. If Giannis sits, uh, yes, I know drew holiday plays point. That doesn't mean that they don't like to bring the ball up with Middleton. And uh, pretty much Giannis has a big part in that while he's playing. So I would expect his numbers to jump. Wouldn't mind staring at Holiday either at 68. Just prefer Middleton slightly more. But both those guys very much in play. Dante DiVincenzo would definitely get a boost as well. Just don't want to go there at that price tag. 61 just feels a little bit too expensive for me. And we'll have to see what goes on with the starting lineup in Giannis's spot. Because, you know, they did just trade for P.J. Tucker. Uh, he's pretty new to the team. Do they just throw him right into the starting role? If he does, if they do, I, I love Middleton and Holiday even more because we know PJ Tucker has pretty much the same usage rate as me. I sit it on my couch. He's just not he's not going to do much. He's going to stand in the corner, especially when you're new to the team. You know you got to get acclimated. Uh, you kind of got to find your role and exactly where you're comfortable. So I wouldn't expect much from PJ Tucker if he is in the starting lineup now. If Bobby Portis is inserted in the starting lineup. That's a different story. Bobby Portis is a high-usage guy. He's been known as, I think we talked about this last time, you said a uh, uh, which is a black hole. Um, I think that was the, the term that you taught
0: me. <laughs> he is one of those black holes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So he's, he's not shy. Uh, I would expect a you know, double-digit shot from him regardless, but that's kind of where I'm looking. Middleton, Holiday, and then whoever's starting at that five or at that four, uh, whether it's Portis, well, it'd have to be Portis because I'm not playing P.J. Tucker.
0: Oh, you're not playing Tucker. Tucker's not coming in starting and shooting sixteen uh, sixteen or seventeen field goal attempts, you don't think well he will
1: now that a, that a bad bounce him <laughs> enough. Yeah, <laughs> he probably he probably will. I'm I'm asking for it.
0: Uh man, this this uh bucks line up, yeah. It the Giannis news is it for me. I mean, if Giannis plays, I don't really have any interest in any of these guys. I don't have any, any interest in Giannis. Everything falls away for usage for Middleton and Holiday and all these guys. And um that that's where I'm drawing the line here. If Giannis is in pass, um, if Giannis is out, then yeah, it's going to be Chris Middleton soaking up a stack of usage at 7,600. I like that price tag for him. If, uh, the Greek freak doesn't play Bobby Portis is the other guy. As you said, I'm not starting, I'm not playing Tucker, even if he starts, um, Bobby Portis, though, at 4100 I love that price if Giannis is out. Other than that, I think, yeah, that's probably it, man. I'm not chasing uh, Dante DiVincenzo's last couple of games. Um, so, yeah, we can move on.
1: All right, next game, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Boston Celtics traveling to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. No injury report for the Celtics. They are on the second half of a back-to-back, but we've already been given the news that Kemba Walker will be resting. So he's gonna be sitting out of this one. Jaron Jackson Jr., the only name on Memphis's report. He is out, or as Fantino would like to say, right around the corner. Uh he's really holding out for him for his fan. We're it's our fantasy league. Brenton's in it. A lot of uh, our DFS guys over here in it, along with some of our hometown friends and uh, uh poor Santino. Uh yeah. oh, well, you're maybe not anymore. Well you lose it today. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brett. Brent- Brad was in it for a little while. He, he was in it, you know. I just I vaguely remember somebody, you know, sending you a trade package involving Bradley Beal for uh, Joel Embiid. Maybe it was the night before Embiid got hurt. Maybe could have alter Hey, I don't know. Who knows?
0: Uh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> that did happen, and I turned it down, and Embiid got uh did the what was it knee the next day and yeah, yeah I, I messaged mike back and said i'll take that trade down but yeah there was no response <laughs>
1: yeah that's uh, sorry uh offers off the table <laughs> uh, we we'll talk about this one uh do we have a game total do we have it no we don't obviously uh boston's on the second half back to back so uh we do have a spread memphis is actually being favored by one um that feels weird that doesn't feel right but it feels weird um I guess Boston has been playing some pretty rough basketball, of late. We'll start with the Celtics, team, Brad, I'll pass it over to you. No Kemba Walker. Where are you looking?
0: Yeah, so no Kemba Walker is the key, and that that brings a couple of guys straight into play. Uh, Jalen Brown at seventy nine hundred comes in at seven hundred dollars more than Jason Tatum. It's actually Brown who's out uh, outperforming Tatum recently. So I will um, look at that price salary uh, saving of, what is that, $700? Um, and the, uh, the other bonus is that we can absolutely attack the, attack the Grizzlies with wings players. Uh, the Grizzlies have been giving up fantasy points at the wing positions all year long, and Brown is on an absolute burner right now. So I will trust him at 7900 more than I'll trust Tatum. Uh, it's always a bit of a, you know, swings and roundabouts between those two, and Tatum will probably come out firing, but I just like the salary um, saving at 7900 900 for Brown especially with Kemba Walker out and the other guy with Kemba Walker out is Marcus Smart so 5600 that's a price increase uh, but I still absolutely love a guy uh, at that price in this matchup I think uh, whether he starts at the one or the two this shouldn't really matter this salary versus the Grizzlies um, whether it's Ja Morant or one of the rotating blender uh, guard options that they play around Ja Morant uh, I think that 5600 is a pretty safe price for Marcus smart we could see an upside night here uh and his last three dk returns have been 28.75 26 and 29.75 on the guy on a from a guy on the way back from injury so if when walker sits uh i love marcus smart and uh, outside of that i am probably passing on most of these dudes i
1: love marcus smart i can't say it enough i think everybody else will too will probably be fairly chalky you touched on it, though. Uh, you know, no Kemba Walker, we could pretty much expect a nice bump in usage, double-digit shot attempts from a guy like Smart, a couple more assists. I mean, I, I don't think I, the price increase is there. It's obvious he went up $300, but not nearly where it should be. I mean, this is a guy we're talking pre-injury back in January was you know well over 6K. Uh, he was floating around 63, 64. I think at one point he was touched on 6800. Uh, so this is still pretty cheap for Marcus Smart if he's going to be playing 30 plus minutes, and we could pretty much lock that in, especially with no Kemba. Uh, great point-per-minute guy. I believe he put up about 32 DK points in 26 minutes when these two teams faced off earlier in the season. So, you know, 30-plus has been we taken. We're going to see guaranteed 30-plus. Uh, I don't mind looking at Jalen Brown. He's the guy I prefer him over Tatum. It's just, uh, it's tough when he's coming off of a couple big, big games, a couple string of big games, still a little underpriced for even how well he's been playing. Also getting the increased usage with no Campbell Walker. I expect a lot of people to kind of flock to him at 7,900. So, You know, I may pivot off of him just simply based on an ownership. I still love to play himself. He absolutely torched this team not too long ago or earlier in the season in 28 minutes. Dropped a whopping almost 60 DK points. Put up 42 actual points. I don't know if you guys remember that game. Uh, He absolutely torched them. So it's very well in the cards that he could do that again. So I'll keep him in my player pool. Just uh, I want to, you know, see how this whole thing shakes out as lineups are starting to lock where I'm at on my ownership with him, though. And then I don't mind looking at Tice. Uh, 4,800, we know that Memphis could, uh, you know, they could play big if they want with Clark and, you know, with Jonas. Uh, Nonetheless, Tristan Thompson's still likely probably to be ruled out. He missed today's game due to the uh, health and safety protocols. He might miss, I would assume he's probably going to miss Monday's game as well. And Tice has been playing, you know, at least 25 to 26 minutes, some games upwards to 30. And just looking at his game logs, past four games, he's got about an average of, you know, 30 30 DK points. So I'll take that. 4,800, that's rock solid value. Two of those games double-doubled and put up uh, over 35 DK points, 36 and almost 40, 39.75. So Tice, smart, Brown, those are the three guys for me that I have interest in. Sliding over to the Memphis side of the ball, Brant, and I'll pass it over to you. What are you looking at?
0: Not much, man, I have to say. Uh, versus Boston, pretty tough defense. Um, I will pass on Ja Morant at 7,300. That's not a bad price for Morant, but he just hasn't been giving us any much in the way of upside, and he's likely to just see um, mark a smart defense here, and that uh, puts a damper on any point guard trying to score. Uh, fantasy points for us. So I'll just pass there. I think I'll just keep this short. I'll just stick with Valentinus, and that's kind of only a bit of a middling, boring type of Play it's it's not a fantastic price for Valentinus. We've seen him up over 8k, um, but we are talking about the Boston front court here. So anything can happen there with Jay Val. He's topped 40 DK points and beyond that, I think he got closer to 50 in three of his last five games. He's he's just worth some shares here. Uh, and outside of that, I'm not messing with the secondary guard and wing rotation blender on the. Grizzlies side of the ball. The only, uh, nah, I wouldn't even take punts at Kyle Anderson here. Uh, I think it's J-Val for a kind of half interesting play, and that's about it. What about yourself?
1: Uh, There's, you know, I I don't mind J-Val. I always talk about if I'm attacking the Celtics, I want to do it in the front court. And, you know, it's just Joe Val's minutes have been somewhat limited uh, over the past few games. I really want to get those 30-plus minute games out of him so I can really capitalize on his upside and hopefully get that 50-plus point upside in there. And he's just too close to guys like Christian Wood, who I prefer over him. So I don't see myself landing on J-Val. I am willing to take a couple stabs at some of these guys in that guard rotation. Uh, You know, one guy being Grayson Allen. I touched on him, I believe, uh, the last show where they played. He was one of my favorite value plays that Slate. And he did not disappoint. Came out, played 32 minutes. Only shot two of nine from the field, but put up 27 DK points. So if he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes, which he shouldn't, it should be Melton. I think we all know that. Ah, uh, Melton did get into foul trouble pretty, uh, pretty early. I believe he picked up three fouls in his first like four or five minutes or something wild. So you know, 32 minutes might be out of the realm. It might be more of like 26 or 25. But nonetheless, he's probably going to see the lion's share of this of the minutes uh, for these guards. So 4100, he's a guy I'll keep in my player pool. We've touched on a lot of guard value that's very, very good so far. But he's there for now. We'll see if he ends up making it when the lineups crank themselves out. But we'll keep it moving. Two games left, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Utah Jazz traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls in this one. No injury report for the Bulls and for the Jazz. Rudy Gobert is questionable. We have a 231 game total, nine and a half point spread, Jazz being favored. I don't believe I actually gave the, yeah, I did. I gave the Indiana game total. But I'll pass it over to you, Brent. Let's talk about this Jazz team.
0: Yeah, cool. So facing the bulls, I mean, you know, we we know what the defensive stocks are there. Like, uh, are there, are like there? They're not they're not not fantastic. And you know, I, I think we just aim pretty much squarely at the top and the tail of this Utah Jazz lineup. Uh, we can look at Donovan Mitchell, 8700. I mean, there's some other plays around him, no doubt. We have Paul George coming up a bit cheaper, and we've got. Uh, 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 Shay Gildress Alexander if he plays as you've already mentioned so look, it's a tough one to get Mitchell in at 8700 but uh it is maybe just a GPP pivot off some of the other guys that we've mentioned I don't know it's it's a high price tag he, he's been putting up a lot of field goal attempts in the last couple of games. So that's the one thing I do like for Mitchell there. Uh, and Gobert is the only other guy I would look at. It's the dream matchup against the Bulls. Front court, Lowry Markin and trying to play center. That dude is not a center. He's not a rebounder and he's not much of a defender either. Um, where is Gobert priced here, Mike? I haven't made a note of that.
1: 8,400.
0: Well, that's pretty high for Rudy Gobert. So maybe I'm just passing on him as well. I mean he would ta- have to take a crap load of rebounds to probably push into beating value at 8,400. So look, I just think maybe most of these guys are appropriately, appropriately priced, even against the Bulls. And there's not a lot of love here from me.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if, if Rudy Gobert sits, uh, he is questionable right now. I believe he was questionable coming into the last game, ended up playing so a decent chance he'll end up playing in this one. But if he sits, we could start looking at some other guys. You know, Derek Favors at 3,500 would be a great value play. Probably draw the start at center. Uh, somebody that would probably be some pretty quick chalk, like you said. Any center walking into Chicago pretty much has a, a positive matchup at this point in time. I believe Mark and himself got into foul trouble uh, fairly early tonight. I think he picked up two or three fouls within the first three minutes. Uh, just could not stop Jeremy Grant during the day. He was just absolutely cooking him in the beginning of the game. But it's tough. Mitchell priced up. Uh, I love the matchup. I, I think you can absolutely hit that price tag and pay that uh, that salary off at eighty seven hundred. Uh, just a few other guys I prefer. If I'm spending anywhere, probably be at these two guards positions between Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. I like both these guys. I like this matchup for both of them. Jordan Clarkson should be able to just attack Kobe White on that second unit. Absolutely torch him. Uh, and then Conley at sixty four. He just presents that solid floor and we know the upsides there given the matchup. And when Conley's hot, he's hot. One of the best three-point shooters, so don't mind looking at those two guys, and I'll probably draw the line there. Uh, Gobert, you're right, he'll probably smash. He can easily hit 50, but if this team's at full health, I have a little less interest that they just don't wipe the floor at Chicago and you know get out of there pretty quickly. On the Chicago side of things, Zach Levine coming in at 8,400, not touching him. I uh, already touched on it. A lot of other guys I prefer over him. And to be honest, I don't have an interest in any single one of these guys. I think that they are all priced pretty appropriately. Marketing's getting a little fair. Uh, if Gobert's out, then yeah, maybe I can, look at, I can look at marketing. I think I'm a little less uh, afraid of that Utah front court. Uh But if Gobert plays, I'm probably just going to stay away from this team as a whole. believe Wendell Carter Jr. was poked in the eye during today's game. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, if there's a chance that he does sit out. Uh, we'll probably see, you know, Gafford side and play some backup center minutes, and they'll continue to roll with their pretty uh, lackluster front court that they have. But what are you looking at on the
0: Bulls? I am not. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I think the only two guys I would even have slight interest in, and it's very thin slices of interest, is Tad Young. Um, he's going to probably have to be out there just for his size against Gobert, but it's a pretty unenticing price tag at $6,500. i would just... Don't like anything on the Bulls. Levine's uh, too high at 8,400. Sorry, not too high for Levine, but uh, versus the Jazz, and we have better options on the board. So, yeah, I'm not messing with Otto Porter Jr. or Sadaransky or um, Markin. And I just, yeah, Uh, if if someone out there can tell me which one of those guys to pick on any given night, please let me know via Twitter and Mm. uh, we can have a coffee or a beer or something uh, because I can't work out who's going to go off between those three. So that's it, man. Pass on the Bulls.
1: I, I don't. I wouldn't mind taking a stab at Sabursky just because we know he's starting. He's still pretty cheap at forty-four hundred. It's not the best matchup. You know, Mike Conley is a pretty good defender. The Jazz are going to slow this down. You know, there's a lot of things not, but the price tag is still very, very, very fair for what he's been doing. Uh, but again, tons of guard value on this slate. Got to, got to make some decisions. Final game of the night. Atlanta Hawks traveling to L.A. Take on the Clippers in this one. For the Hawks, Chris Dunn, Cam Reddish ruled out. DeAndre Hunter is questionable. Trey Young probable. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly and Serge Ibaka both ruled out. So uh, we'll start with the Hawks team. I'll pass it to you, Brad. I'll let let you start with the Hawks. I'll take the Clippers.
0: All right, man. Uh, So, yeah, look clippers not fun to play against for any team as far as fantasy points go but they have two positions um, where you can attack them and it's that top and tail again so it's Trey young 8800 is uh, you know anytime you see Trey under 9k you think oh nice uh, I am a little concerned that we may just have better options on the board but I, I don't I couldn't fault you if you played him. It's, he's probably one of the, you know, if he does play at 8,800, uh, the Clippers can be attacked at point guard. I don't mind that play. Uh, and the other guy for me is probably Clint Capella. I know people are probably all over John Collins right now. He's finally gotten on his bike and started pulling out some scores for us. Uh, I will just play safe and go to the spot where I feel more, more comfortable Um attacking the clips, and that is at center. So Clint Capella, 7,300. I think there's rebounds for days here for Clint uh, if he plays. Uh, he's not on the injury report. Is he, Mike?
1: I do not believe so. Not now, but he did. I think he did make his return last game, and he was somewhat limited. Uh, he played, I believe, 22 minutes. So we'll have to keep an eye on it mm.
0: if,
1: if the minutes get increased, and I'm sure they will. Uh, it's just I think the days of Capella playing <clears throat> 35 minutes are gone. Uh, I think that they're going to kind of treat him with kid gloves in the second half of the season a little bit more. Uh, just at the end of the day, uh, if they're shopping John Collins. You know, that's the guy that they're shopping. They want to make sure that they still have their center as long as possible. So uh, I do have interest in both these frontcourt guys, though. Like you said, if we're attacking, usually this Clippers, there's two spots. We're avoiding the wings. And it's a good thing because with Atlanta, we've been avoiding the wings anyway. So just boom, decision made, nice and easy. Uh, but both those front court guys definitely have some interest from me. Sorry, I kind of cut you off. Who else are you looking at?
0: Oh man, that was that was almost it. I mean, uh, I think you know we've got to find value somewhere, and I'm, I think the consistency of Kevin Herder lately has been pretty good. So, uh, what is he listed at? Uh, I had him up here and now, I've lost him.
1: Kevin Werder, uh, he uh, is five K.
0: So 5K for a guy who's been putting up anywhere between, you know, high 20s to 35 DK points a night. It's not uh, the sexiest play in the world, um, but, you know, it's not an upside play, I guess. He's pro- probably just got a really nice consistent floor. So he's one of these guys where if you happen to fall there, you know, you could fall there. Um but as you said, uh wings against the Clippers, not overly exciting. Uh he should still get some shots up though. So he would be a GPP. I, I mean a uh a, a last minute bang-in cash play if you fall at that salary and that's about it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't mind him. I just uh I think I'll go just, to
0: Bogdanovich.
1: He's 11 with 1100. He's 3900. They're, you know, creeped up in that 29. They're almost playing pretty consistent roles, both of them. I don't love either one of them. So if I had to just go with one of them, I'd probably just guy go with the guy who I have uh, I have less, you know, excitement about. Uh, 3900. I don't need as much. I don't need to worry as much. But who knows if I go to either one of them? Yeah, uh, ready to slide over to the Clippers. Let's do it. All right. Paul George, eighty-two hundred. Kawhi Leonard, eighty-nine hundred. Yeah, it's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You're obviously always going to have interest in both these guys. We and we fall into that nine K range where uh, we've touched on probably about four or five guys who are all rock solid plays. Now, where does he fall? Uh, Prefers Sabonis over him, so he's definitely you know he's definitely going to be a premier value or a premier play. Uh, But I think I'd still end up with Cat and Sabonis over Kawhi Leonard. Paul George at eighty-two hundred, slightly cheaper. $700 $700 discount compared to him. So I would play George over Kawhi Leonard. I think both these guys are still a fantastic place, but I just prefer the discount. Outside of those two guys, I'll go to the front court. I've been playing Zubac. Um, uh, Zubats. Uh, I apologize. Uh, as often as possible uh, with Serge Ibaka out, he's just been really solid cash consistency. Uh, there's some games where we could see in this one where they do play a little bit bigger. If the game stays close, he could play 30-plus minutes. He played 35 minutes back-to-back games. Last game, he played 25, but that was also almost a 30-point blowout. So uh, if we're just getting a $5,100 price tag on a center that's going to play 35-plus minutes against a Hawks team, sign me up. Uh, I'm good with that, and I don't mind looking at Marcus Morris Sr. either, uh, who should continue to start and play 30 minutes as long as this game stays intact. So both those two guys I think are going to be my two favorite options, and then I'll slide in some Paul George here and there
0: boom that is you might as well have written uh, red straight off my page mr Apotria that's that's it for me it's zubach uh, if especially if a Barker sits at 5,100, that is going to be smash territory. I would imagine uh, Marcus Morris is just a little bit of value we might be able to find uh, on the Clippers SWAT at five, uh, squad at 5K, especially if this is a blowout. And then, yeah, you know, the usual conversation that we have with the Clippers is Paul George and Kawhi. Uh, and again, I'm with you. I'm taking Paul George at 8200 $700 cheaper than um, Mr. Claw. And that is it, man. I'm not... Uh, very excited about much on that Clippers squad unless Ibaka sits, and then I'll be very excited about Avika.
1: All right. That brings us to a close. That is the Ooh. slate. And now some player tiers, some good action. So uh, I am a gentleman, Brent, so I'll let you lead off. Give us your Let's high-priced
0: say. stud. I I was totally expecting – I am a gentleman, Brenton, so I will go first. But that's cool, man. You want to throw it to me? That's fine.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, I can take – I first, but then I get first crack. What if I take the same guy? Uh, Go.
0: go, You go first.
1: All right. If you think
0: that gives you the advantage, then you you go.
1: Oh, so that's – okay. We'll play it like that. Okay. (laughs) I
0: like the double angle right there, a little reversal. Um, Uh, Yeah,
1: actually, I kind of wanted you to go first because I'm pretty stuck on the two guys I've mentioned probably throughout this slate. But I'll lean on Damanis Sabonis at 9K. I really like him in this matchup without Giannis. I, you know, very fair price tag for a guy who just churns out 40 and 45-point games, which feels like I'm a regular. And we've seen that 50 to 60-point upside. Easily could triple-double in this one if it stays close. So I definitely have some interest in Sabonis at 9K.
0: Uh, I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns at nine uh, five. Uh, I like that matchup against the Thunder. Uh, we've seen some big rebounding returns for opposing centers, and uh, I think that Cat has a field day against the Thunder here.
1: Yep, and I don't fault you for that. That was the the other guy I was tossing and turning between a little bit. I definitely want. I'm I'm going to have plenty of both these guys in the same lineup. I think Cat is in a fantastic spot. So we'll go to the mid tier. Uh, the one that we always kind of switch up. I think last time we did $7,500 or less. So we could stick with that, you know, between that 5K and $7,500 mark, which takes out a few, you know, takes out Middleton, uh, the guy I was just going to immediately go to at $7,600. So uh, we'll, slide, we'll slide down a little bit now as I stall, uh, as I give it a hard stall. And I'll go to these guards I was looking at uh, in that, like, $5,500, $5,600 uh, range. Halliburton at 55 is somebody that I definitely am going to have a fair amount of interest in. Ah, uh, there's a few of these guards, though. Maybe Marcus Smart. You know, those are the two guys. So, I know you're going to say Smart. So I'll say Halliburton.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Smart. Um, I might go if we go in 7,500 and below. I may just go up a little further and go back to Anthony Edwards uh, if I could find his pricing. 7,200. Uh, I like that price uh, for uh, a guy versus the Thunder, who are pretty beat up themselves.
1: All right. Well, then I guess I'll just stick smart then. I was trying to look at me. I try to be the nice guy and leave you smart. I thought you were, thought you were hitting that one. But Edwards, also a fantastic play. Uh, you Look at you. Back-to-back Timberwolves. Uh, I wonder which game you're attacking. Uh, <laughs> but all right. We'll go to the value play. Under 5K, I'll take the easy cop-out since you decided to let me go first. And I'll just go with Devontae Graham at 4,800. He'll be probably one of the premier chalk plays. Uh, hard to imagine that he is not, but totally get it. So 4,800, I'll pick Graham.
0: Dang it. Now you got me scrambling. Uh, Malik Monk, 4K is not a bad option uh, on the same team. Let me just scroll through and see if I can find oh, better. Yeah,
1: that, I, can, I mean, listen, uh, I'll stall for you. I got you. Uh, take a couple <laughs> minutes. I mean, uh, shout out to, if you guys haven't already checked out the Fantasy Pass, head over to hoop-ball.com. Get your access with the Fancy Pass. It's only $4.99 per month. Gives you access to everything that you need behind the scenes, behind the paywall, access to the Discord. And if you go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a thumbs up, five-star rate and review, screenshot it, tag someone on the HoopBall DFS team, or even Dan Bespris on Twitter, and you'll be entered into a live drawing, free drawing we'll be holding over the next few weeks, where you get a free fantasy pass. So, uh, you know, maybe you want to find out what it's like and you want to get it for free. That's your way. You don't even need to pay the four ninety nine. even though, hey, I think it's worth it. But uh, check it out, guys. Get that screenshot. Send it to one of us. We'll enter you. All right, Brad. I did my best, buddy. I tried to stall for you. I tried to buy you a couple, uh, couple minutes, but who do we got for your value play?
0: Oh, man, you built it up so much that I'm just going to let everybody down and stay with Malik Monk. All right. There it is. I feel let down after that one, man. <laughs> but that's <enough>. Maybe some <laughs> Saturansky. maybe uh... some Saturansky at 4,400 to steal your thunder, but yeah, it was, uh, you took the guy.
1: Nah, that's okay, man. Listen, uh, it's, it's not like we don't have value that just crops up uh, right when Slate's about to lock and just alters everybody Night, We'll, we'll probably end up seeing some late scratches and some other news pop up and we'll have some value, but uh, that's all I have for you guys. That's all Bretton has for you guys. I'm sure. Um, I don't know, Brent. do you have anything else?
0: Nothing else, man, except just go out there, have some fun, limit, limit your player pool. And yeah, um, you know, listen to us every day and hopefully we'll get you over the line a few times. Ooh, that's the goal. And follow us on Twitter
1: at Mike M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Brent at terrain 72 T E R R A I N seven two. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be, uh, think it's santino god man i gotta get this schedule down we are awful <laughs> i think it's <he laughs> santino it's santino i know it's santino I, I believe he's with will uh because i love listening to the monday shows if i'm not mistaken i, I think that we might have been switching that day around and that's where i'm causing the confusion in my own head but i believe we're gonna go with santino and will they'll be back they'll be crushing that slate for you guys tune in take care let's go out there and take down some tournaments